how she's like trapped in this marriage and she actually uh, is not well okay so she basically cheats on her husband um so it was like really shocking to everyone um it like questions gender roles it's like I don't it's just like a, it, a challenge to um it's like a challenge to this idea that women should be quiet and just be um wives and mothers and that's a whole, a whole okay well I can't honestly I'm having trouble finding a summary of this so I'm gonna give up but uh yeah I really liked it um anyways next book so I would recommend The Awakening um but just be warned it does have a sad ending and like I said it was written in 1899 so it's like it's not I mean if you're if you're not really into like stuff you might not love it because it's sometimes it feels kind of boring just because of the setting um, but I enjoyed it and then Life of Pi is the last thing I have on this list um, this is not to say these are only good books I've read but uh, they're the things that I thought of when making this list so Life of Pi is such a good book um, I'm sure you've heard of it but you may have seen the movie which is so good and I would totally recommend it really beautiful but life of pi is about this boy and okay i'm trying to decide if i'll tell you there's a twist in this so i'm not going to tell you it but if you're listening to this and you've read it or even seen the movie and you're like no that's not exactly what it is because i'm not going to include the twist just now i know <laughs> i know about the twist but i'm gonna leave it out in case people want to go and read it or watch the movie so, basically, there's this boy, his name is Pi. Uh, well, that's not his name, but that's what he goes by. It's his nickname. Um, and he lives in India with his family. With his family, and they have a zoo that they run, which is really cool. And basically, they decide to move. I think they're moving to England, I don't remember exactly. So they're moving to England and they're on this big boat. So it's him and his family and all the zoo animals because they're taking the zoo animals with them. Well, lo and behold, the boat sinks. Um, there's like a big storm and something goes wrong with the boat. And so the boat's going down and he is the only person who survives. Wink, wink. And so it's he ends up on a boat with I think at first it's um it's just him and there's okay so there's a tiger who's that's on the boat it's like a little raft is what it is so it's him there's a tiger there's a hyena a zebra and a orangutan I think it's orangutan um it's a monkey but I think it's starts off with all these animals eventually ends up it's just him and the tiger and it's him and the tiger um just surviving you know so he's like learning to coexist on this tiny little 
wrapped with a fearsome tiger and he's like learning how to survive in the ocean and um you know it's it's basically just like their adventures and uh it's really good i mean it's it's there are parts that are kind of brutal of course um but it's a really compelling story and it's very visual when you're reading it uh you can really visualize what's happening and it's really good and like i said the movie is also really good so if movies are more your cup of tea that's fine too all right so now on to movies um the first one i have is the finest hours the finest hours so this one it's on netflix if you want to go watch it it was last time I looked. Let me check and make sure I'm telling you the truth. Um, okay, it won't tell me if it's still on Netflix, but I think it is. Um, yeah, okay, so The Finest Hours. Um, so this is based off of a true story. So, I'll, I'm going to read you the summary. On February 18th, 1952, a massive storm splits the SS Pendleton in two, trapping more than 30 sailors inside the tanker's sinking stern. Engineer Ray Seibert bravely takes charge to organize a strategy for his fellow survivors. As word of the disaster reaches the Coast Guard in Massachusetts, Chief Warrant Officer Daniel Clough orders a daring rescue mission. Despite the ferocious weather, Coxswain Bernie Depper, Bernie Weber uh, takes three men on a lifeboat to try and save the crew against seemingly impossible odds. So, it's so good. And so, it's about, I mean, you heard what I said, but, um, okay, so the main character is played by Chris Pine. Um, who doesn't love Chris Pine? So, basically, there's these, these Coast Guard guys, and they're being, they want to go out and save these people stuck on this sinking ship who are going to die if they don't go save them, um, but they're being told, like, there's no, like, there's no way you can survive and save them, like, it's a lost cause, um, they're going to die, and if you go out there, you're just going to die with them, you know what I mean, but they end up being able to save them. It has a happy ending, so, um, they're not able, I'll tell you, to leave some, you know, air of mystery, they're not able to save everyone, so, but it's such a good movie, I really love it, I watched it, like, randomly on a plane, on an airplane, probably from Dallas to Berlin, or Berlin to Dallas, who knows, and it's been one of my favorites ever since. It's just, it's one of those, like, great stories of defying the odds and, like, uh, empathy and, you know, like, caring about others. Um, yeah, it's just one of those great stories of, like, human accomplishment and defying the odds, so I really love it and I really recommend it. Um, okay, and then Clueless is one of my 
also Blackfish, which is also on Netflix. It's a documentary that was made. There's a lot of ex-SeaWorld trainers, people who were with SeaWorld for years and decades um, in it, who give interviews talking about things they saw, things they experienced. So it's not just like random things being made up. It's, it's real. And it's really good, and I would really recommend it, especially if you're like me and you're into documentaries or you're into activism, or if you're like a vegetarian like me. Uh, but also, I think everyone should watch it because I think that you should know what you're putting your money towards, you know. Um, so, personally, I don't see how you could watch it, and then I, I personally don't see how you could watch it and then continue to support SeaWorld. But if you do choose to, at least you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you're not supporting it because you don't know. You're supporting it because you have somehow come to terms with it. Yeah, so I think you should watch Blackfish. Uh, it is, there are parts that are really hard to deal with because it's, it's really sad, you know, it's about real animals that are being put in bad situations, so stuff, but it's real, so I think, I think you should watch it, <laughs> um, and then the Marvel movies, I love Marvel movies, specifically my favorites are the Captain America movies and the Avengers movies, honestly, I do not care for Endgame, Avengers Endgame, don't like it, I did not like it, I felt like some of the characterizations were just wrong, like, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to get, like, too ranty about this, because this is something I could talk about for a while, uh, because it really annoyed me, because like I said, I'm, I really like the Captain America movies. It does not make sense at all that Steve Rogers, Captain America, would go back in time to spend all this time with uh, Peggy, like, Peggy was married on a single date, like, he just had a crush on her, and she ended up marrying someone else, she had children, right, like, Steve dated her niece, like, it's so weird, it's like, she moved on with her life, he has moved on with his, like, I don't know where they got this idea that somehow he hadn't moved on, he literally, he's okay, like, he got to say goodbye to her, you know what I mean, and it's not like they were engaged or anything, they literally hadn't gone on a single date, Bucky spent all this time I'm getting upset <laughs> he spent all this time looking for Bucky and fought so hard to get Bucky back which if you're not familiar with these so Bucky is his best friend from the 40s so uh, in the 1940s Steve Rogers became Captain America he was given the super soldier serum his best friend Bucky James Barnes was captured by Hydra and was also given the super soldier serum and he's also known as the winter soldier right and so Steve Rogers fought so hard this is in modern times <laughs> to once he found out Bucky was alive to get him back and get him the help he needed to not be the winter soldier anymore like he he put all of his relationships his reputation on the line for this so he finally has it back and then I'm supposed to believe <laughs> that he would just give all of that up this time with Bucky, this time with his other friends, 
me wrong, I really like Peggy. That has nothing to do with this. It does not make sense with this characterization with everything they've set up for him. So I thought that was really annoying. Um, they could have written him off, you know, in a way that made sense. Like maybe, uh, maybe Chris Evans didn't feel like doing the movies anymore. That's fine. You, it's okay to, you know, write him out of the movies or give him something to be doing so it makes sense he wasn't there. But to just make something up that doesn't make any sense at all. I thought that was really annoying. Um, so then my other favorite movies are Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. I mean, come on. It's so good. I just watched it two nights ago. So funny. A classic. I recommend you go watch it. I recommend you go watch all the Thor movies. They're great. Um, and then Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Far From Home was good. Don't get me wrong, there's a helicopter going by. Okay, I had to pause to let the helicopter go by. You might still be able to hear it a little bit, but... Anyways, um... Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, yeah, I liked Spider-Man Far From Home, but it just was so sad, you know, so...
just like their adventures like honestly it's really cute show like the bromance between them is really great it's a really fun show it's like um if you like historical things it's fun it's not i, I wouldn't say it's historically accurate obviously uh, but it's it's like a really enjoyable watch so i really recommend merlin uh, and it has magic so is another show I love. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's about this girl. Her name's Jess. And she, her boyfriend, cheats on her. But they live together, so she has to find a new place to live. And she ends up living, uh, becoming roommates with these three guys. Um, uh, well, it kind of varies. So, in the beginning, it's Schmidt, Nick, replaced by Winston and the coach comes back later but um just these silly guys uh, and Jess is like in uh I think middle school or maybe elementary school I think middle school teacher um it's just like it's really funny it's really enjoyable um like things are always going wrong for her but she's like the most positive person and all the boys are like crazy so, I don't, it's just, it's a good one. New Girl. And then The Office. I, The Office is one of those ones where it's just a good, like, kind of mindless watch. Like, what I was talking about earlier. Um, like, if you're like me and you've already seen it all the way through, then you can go through and, like, pick out the specific ones that you know you enjoy. Um, and just watch those. So, you know, The Office is a classic. The next one is Doctor Who. You guys, I love Doctor Who. Doctor Who is on uh, HBO is where you can watch it. It's produced by BBC, but right now you can stream it on HBO. I just, I mean, Doctor Who, it's such a, it's like, it's like such a comfort show for me because I watched it growing up, like in middle school, and um, it's kind of like what I was saying with The Office, like, I know which ones I like, so I can go through and pick out those specific ones, and uh, so it's really fun. Doctor Who is about this guy who's an alien, his name's the Doctor, and he can travel, he has this time machine, basically, that can travel through time and space, and so he travels through time and space, and like, saves people and solves problems, and he has these like, fun human
So 
Sam is Avatar The Last Airbender. Avatar The Last Airbender. So this is a animated show from Nickelodeon. And I... I don't... <laughs> I, I'm not really sure how to describe it if you've never heard of it. Because it's like a different universe, basically, is the setting. Um, but it's on Netflix right now. And so... I'll try to describe it. So there's this little boy named Aang, and he, okay, well, here, I'll start a little. So, basically, I think it's not, um, not absolutely everyone on Earth, but most people on Earth, I think, have a power, and so their power is either to be able to
So it's a coming of a comedy and coming of age story it follows 16 year old Aaron and her friends as they grow up in a world of armed police and armored Land Rovers and British Army checkpoints in 1990s of Northern Ireland. Um, this story is set during the time of the Troubles. Teenage life goes on despite the bleak circumstances and Aaron is more concerned about her boy crush not knowing that she exists or her nosy cousin meddling with her life. Terry Girls is a reminder that the teenagers of Northern Ireland dealt with the same growing pains as the rest of the world. So it's, you know, it's like a coming of age story and like silly teenage shenanigans, but in a world of, you know, like being surrounded by armored police and stuff. So it's really funny. Um, it's hilarious. I really recommend you watching it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just really funny. It's great. I love it. But I feel like I won't do it justice if I try to describe it more. So just go watch it. And then Sherlock. Sherlock is the next TV show I have. Um, you know, Sherlock Holmes. John Watson. Solving crimes. Uh, it's just really, yeah. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's what it is. And it's really good. And I like the show because it really pulls you in. The storylines really pull you in. And you get really attached to all of it and really invested. And so it's, but it, it feels like, it doesn't feel like, So, I was saying for one of the, some of the shows earlier, they, like, you could just kind of turn your brain off for them, like, The Office, or, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what else I said that about, but it doesn't feel like that with Sherlock, it feels like you're watching something that's worth your time, um, so, it's really good, and I, especially if it's, like, really long episodes, so, if you have just like a lazy Sunday or something, um, I would recommend it because it's great and you don't feel like you've wasted your time. Um, and it really pulls you in. So I hope you like it. I hope you listen, you watch it and I hope you enjoy it. Okay. And then I have two more. So the next one I have is Santa Clarita Diet. Now this one's kind of weird. <laughs> Santa Clarita
something happens that is crazy is basically um, the uh, oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's very entertaining to have. Okay, and then the last thing I have is called Murder on Middle Beach. This is funny because earlier I didn't want to say the word murder because I don't want to get clacked for anything, but that's what this show is called Murder on Middle Beach. It's on HBO and it's this docu-series that this guy made about so his mother this is a, it's a true story his mother got murdered when he was 18 I think he was 18 he was around there um and it's a docuseries he made about it her, her death is still unsolved um so I won't give too much away about that but it's really good because it's really because it's made by him it's really respectful you know like it sometimes true crime things can be can like forget that the victim was a real person like they're so focused on telling the story that they forget um this is like someone's you know someone's mother someone's daughter whatever um like a, a real person who lived and affected people and um had something to give to the world you know so this is great because obviously it doesn't do that and 